So obviously want to dig into the big stadium tour that you're out on and talk about the new album and get your opinion on a couple of things. But, um, you know, let's start with the uh, album. Welcome to the show, your debut album. And kind of curious with every band I've been talking to, every band has been kind of tripped up on on this whole pandemic and craziness that we've had to endure for the past couple of years. Kind of curious for you, had the album been done for a while and sitting around? Did you have to kind of sit on your hands to release it until things started to open up? Yes, Mike. Very keen observation. I mean, half of it was recorded pre-pandemic. Like literally right the... 2019, like in November. So like we couldn't go back into the studio once everything hit the fan. So like we wrote for the whole like year, we were just writing and writing and writing, seeing if we could beat the recordings we already made. And that was made with Bob Rock. So like he couldn't produce, finish producing the album. He just, everyone had to just shut down. So like, so yes and no, we were sitting on it. Well, we had enough for an EP. We were thinking of dropping an EP, but you know, it's not really the wisest thing to just throw it out without touring. We want to show the world who we are. So, yeah, we had to sit on it and we wrote for it and we went back into the studio when everything was clear to do so. And, uh, yeah. So if Bob Rock started the album, who finished the album then? That was that would be Joe Ciccarelli. You know, he's done Morrissey, Alanis Morissette. He's worked with Strokes, uh, Jack White, the Raconteurs. I mean, he's got this crazy, great brain <laughs> and good ear. So... Yeah, so Joe Chigarelli. And then, of course, Franco Gravante, our, our own bass player, produced our namesake song, Class Fact. Oh, wow. I don't want to leave out Keith Nelson produced the track. He produced Time to Bleed. Uh, Keith Nelson from Buck Cherry. Oh, that's my jam, too. I was going to mention that one. That's my favorite tune on the album, Time to Bleed. Oh, cool. Heck yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So you got to work with Keith on that one, of, of formerly of Buck Cherry. Yeah, formerly of Buck Cherry, yep. He's a genius. I mean, he, we wrote some tunes with him, and a lot of them made the album. And, um, yeah, he's just he's super fun. He's a cool dude. So I'm also curious, too, with all this timeline and everything, and a couple of guest spots, I'm always curious if, if it was the uh, share file thing or, or the artist got to come in and hang, because you had two guest features. You had Justin Hawkins on there from uh, The Darkness and, and, of course, Vince Neil. But I imagine those guys in the middle of a pandemic kind of just had to email their parts in, right? Oh, totally. There were more recent additions, too. Like, we wrote, funny enough, Time to Believe, we wrote that song with Justin Hawkins, and that's how we became friends with him. And um, so, uh, but he lives out in, I believe, Switzerland. So we just, he just had to, like, record it over there, and he's, like, the busiest guy in the world. Also, another really, really busy guy is, um, you know, Vince Neal. I mean, he was in the middle of Motley Crue rehearsals in Nashville. He couldn't break away. We really wanted to go over there, just be there while he did it. Just for the experience, but there was like no time. They just had to do it like overnight. <laughs> oh wow! Interesting that that Justin wrote, uh, Justin Hawkins wrote "Time to Bleed," but then was featured on "This Is for You," a different tune. Yeah, yeah. People are getting that very mixed up, but yeah, he he was featured on "This Is for You." Just we just asked him because he's such a great guitar player. We're just like, can you please just play on any of these tracks? This one's already written. He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just more timing than anything. You already had the track completed and then he helped write afterwards on time to bleed. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. Something of that nature. The recording was made. <laughs> the timeline is crazy, <laughs> but yeah, like we worked with Justin many times. We wrote many songs with him over zoom and stuff. Like we became homies and like friends over WhatsApp and stuff. And like, yeah. So 
once we wrote some songs, one of them being Time to Bleed, that to me is like, sure, I'll record a solo for you on this other one, you know. That's rad, man. And, you know, as much as we're talking about, you know, Justin and Vince Neil and stuff, it, it, and there's certainly that uh, 80s vibe to it, I feel like it's also got a, a very modern vibe. It's not like stuck in 1986 or anything like that. There's 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 some more current stuff on, on my phone, very current walking contradiction, sounds very current. Oh, that's the highest compliment we could ever ask for. Thank you so much, Mike. I mean, we, we try, we love the the greats, you know, the guys from the 80s, the guys from the 70s, 60s, and just, there's, that's the best music for us. And, uh, and, but we have to try, you know, we love also what's going on now. We want to try to, you know, kind of give it some, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just don't want to be stuck in, in, in the decades of the past. You want to also make it current as well and, and modern. Yes, yes, it is our duty. We have to talk about what's going on right now. We have subject matter is different, you know, and absolutely. And and we got to tweak the tones, you know, make them sound a little fresh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably be rapping on the next album. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't be surprised. Everyone in the band has like a weird taste in genre. We, you might hear some weird stuff going on in the future. <laughs> okay okay cool well let, let's talk about the now and and uh certainly you guys are out there on the stadium tour and having a blast and it's been fun kind of watching uh you know on, online on on the gram and everything and i was hoping you could kind of tell the uh boot story yeah absolutely well that was franco's boots those were we played in kansas city it was 116 degrees on stage the sun was beaming right down at us and his feet were on fire <laughs> and like yeah the glue to the boot melted and like they just they just completely you know fell apart and uh you know we're all kind of like roughing it a little bit it's a stadium tour but you know we're the first to five bands we're in a van and we're just driving everywhere and it's crazy and you know we don't have much money but you know motley crew the band or the management or someone found out on their camp they just got us boots i don't know they they, they've been so freaking cool like i gotta tell you when when they're all in a room together like we see all four of them like the whole freaking like you know the world stops it's such an immense presence they got franco boots so he could keep playing on the tour (laughs) (laughs) how many days after do you remember that was like three days later three or four days later (laughs) so he was kind of like wearing luckily we didn't have a show i think we had to travel but um yeah, he, he was uh, shoeless for a while. <laughs> Have you gotten a, uh, a chance or any other gifts, uh, any any chance to bond or any other uh, clothing from Poison or Def Leppard or Joan Jett yet? Oh, man, we've, we've met almost everybody. I think the one person I, I really need to meet and I would love to is Vivian Campbell from Def Leppard. But we bumped into everyone, you know, Rick Allen, Mick, uh, Poison, like the, in the first minutes of going to our very first stadium in Atlanta, the first thing we see is is Brett Michaels running up to us like, you guys, thanks for joining this tour with us. Like, he's so nice. He's like, you guys want to take a picture? And like, immediately like, just brought us in with like open arms and like warm hugs and said, you guys need any every day we see any of these members, they're just like, if you guys need anything, let me know, let my team know, let everybody know we're here for you. And they just been really cool. So just really nice like pleasantries and um you know we bump into someone at catering or something and they're just so lovely they they tell us a cool story and you know it's just been awesome so what you're saying is everybody is a, a, an act with class except for you guys yeah <laughs> exactly 
we don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I haven't heard much about Joan. Have you gotten to meet her yet? Just right before she goes on, because she's right after. So we run off stage. She's a true punk, man. And she's just so kick-ass. She's super pleasant, though. But like, she just, like, she uses, she's the only one on the tour that uses monitors, not in-ears. And she just sings like she did when she first started. She's on top of it. She's an amazing guitar. Like, Joan is just awesome. Just quick little hellos and goodbyes. You know, I don't want to step on anyone's toes accidentally. So I'm always just kind of like, you know, <laughs> especially singers. But, no, she's been really lovely. But she has that cool attitude, man. I, I see it off stage. She just, like, has this walk to her. It's just badass <laughs> well dude I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to the show the hometown show at SoFi Stadium on August the 27th is there a little more uh, I don't know a little bit more sweat in the pits for playing the hometown show than uh, any other show <laughs> that's a good uh, expression I, a little bit and but mostly just excitement I can't wait I've always wanted to play at SoFi I saw the stones there and it was just like man crazy stadium I mean I just can't wait. I mean, we're all just, that's, that's our one show we want to do <laughs> really badly. You, but you really yeah. want to do it, honestly, so you can go home and sleep in your own bed that one night, right? Yeah, that one night. And we go straight to San Diego right after. But um, that, and I just, I miss my dog. I need to walk my dog. I walk <laughs> my dog for my own mental health. So it's been pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm looking as much as I'm looking forward to that show. It, it's not going to be my uh, first classless act show. I got to pop my cherry seeing you guys uh, with Dorothy and Joyous Wolf at the uh, House of Blues of Anaheim a, a few months back. And, and that was a great show and a killer cover of the GNR tune Civil War. Love that cover. Oh, thank you so much. That's great. What a crazy night. That was like people were really jam packed in there. I was sold out in a sauna in that place, but I walked in and I was like, wait a minute, I know this song. Wait, what? GNR? Wait, hold on. What's going on here? But I was a killer cover. I expected it to be on the album. I thought it was that good. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. We love that song. We, of course, we love that band in that era. And um, yeah, it was just not many people cover it. So I, I feel like that's what, why we did it. We're like, this is kind of an undone song. So yeah. And that tour, amazing, and, and getting, that was your first tour, right? Do you guys learn and, and get to bond with Dorothy out there? Oh, yeah. She really gave us a chance, man. Like, we were not almost going to be on the tour, but she, she heard our music. She got to meet us before we even went on. She wanted to, actually. Like, no managers and no, like, any, no press. She asked and Joyce Wolf and her bandmates to just meet up and talk. And that's how cool she is. And, um, you know, every night she would, it's like four shows. She would just kind of like pop her head in, like, you know, talk to us, open up to us just about what's going on life. And, you know, how, you know she's just the coolest, really cool person. And and did uh, Nick Reese from Joyous Wolf teach you how to do any handsprings or backflips or anything, cartwheels or anything? I freaking wish. Wish. <laughs> that, that dude is crazy on stage. He's got such great presence. Like, oh, man. I mean, the, yeah, I don't know how he does it. I I watch every night. <laughs> this is a beast on stage. It's it's amazing what he does. The performance that guy puts on is, is ridiculous. I love it. I love the passion. You don't see too many singers with that much passion. And, like, he's such a lovely guy. We talk all the time. And uh, he's given me, like, pointers on vocal stuff. And we shared stories. And he he's a great dude. Love Nick. Great guy. 
Dude, Derek, I appreciate all the time. I just got to get got one last subject to get in with you. Uh, we're one of those old school radio stations. We do mandatory Metallica every night at 10 p.m., which you're going to be a part of. We bow down to Metallica. And I know you were originally a guitarist, so I'm kind of curious. Were, were you learning more off of James Hetfield or Kirk Hammett when you were uh, learning guitar? Interesting. Okay, I love Metallica. I love, love, love Metallica. I was raised off a little bit of Megadeth, though, and I don't ah. want to throw you guys for a loop here, but I, I was, like, learning more Megadeth songs than I, when I started playing guitar, like, all the stuff. Um, yeah, but but I actually really love James's playing. I per, I'm uh, He shreds, like, of course, Kurt is amazing, but, like, James Hetfield has, like, he's got a tone to his fingers. I listen to that tone, and that's, that's the move. Yeah, I mean, I played drums as a kid, and I'm a mag- massive Megadeth fan as well. But uh, but everyone, every guitarist I talk to always talks about James Hetfield and his right hand, and it's all in that that right hand. Oh my God, downstrokes! How is he downstroking all of that? That's insane. Yeah. Do you have? Yeah. A, no, absolutely. Do you have a favorite Metallica tune we could play for mandatory Metallica? Oh, um. Do I? Do I ever? Let me see. Maybe um, something off the Black Album, maybe. Oh, no, no, wait. Let me let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Hold on. I'm sorry. I know, I know this is being recorded, but I, I got to tell you the right one. <laughs> um, just the other day, I posted uh, a story with Fuel playing. Um, no, you know what? Sad But True. First Black Album, that's the one. Black Album, Sad But True. You know, for as fast as a thrash band and everything they were, and that tune not being that heavy, I think those sludgy guitars in that tune still make it really heavy in a different way. Yeah, totally. Hey, Bob Rock, can't beat it. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time and the tunes, and can't wait to see you out there at uh, SoFi Stadium. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank thank you for your time, man. I I really appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime, man. Safe travels out there. Be well. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.